What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. The NFL season is officially over, and, yep. and it went out with such a whimper that I almost <laughs> forgot there was a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little boring, but, I mean, sometimes football games are boring, so it's all right, but... You you would prefer the Super Bowl to be a little bit more entertaining. We would have preferred a whole lot of different things. Of course. Prefer yep. to what we actually got this year. So <laughs> we're going to take our lumps and move on because the season's over and we got to talk about something because there's nothing in the Super Bowl to talk about. Not really. I mean, there was a, a field goal made by the Rams and a field goal missed by the Rams. Um which costs some people money. That is very, very <laughs> true. Uh, it also made some people a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And one of our first stories is about a guy doing just that. He bet mm-hmm. $250 that the Rams would only score three points. Well, he got some pretty darn good odds because yeah. he won $100,000 from that one bet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean... the. You would think normally that's a waste of $250 because there's no way a team's going to score just three points in the Super Bowl, especially when they've been scoring a lot more than that on a regular basis. But as far as betting go, I do have my I have a friend at work that bet. I don't know what he bet, but he was going to get $400 if uh, Greg the leg makes that field goal at the end. Oh, no. So he was very, very upset. Oh, I also have a uh, another story that I found today, so it's not in the show notes, so you didn't That's see fine. this one. But okay. it reminded me of you because it actually came from Bovada. <laughs> it was a $2 bet. You, yes. I remember you making some dollar and $2 bets. You actually mm-hmm. won some money because of the Eagles on a bet on I Bovada. Did. I well, did. This, this particular bet was a $2 bet, mm-hmm. and he had to predict that there would both be zero touchdowns in the first half and tom brady's first pass would be an interception yeah i was talking to you about that earlier as somebody was making money off that first pass from tom brady right (laughs) but it also had to include zero touchdowns in the first half this particular bet and that two dollar bet turned into one thousand one hundred and thirty one dollars that's awesome that is awesome. amazing. I also did what was it a nine dollar bet last year that the Jets would win the Super Bowl. This was before the <laughs> before the season began. Yeah, and that would have gave me like four thousand five hundred dollars, but that didn't pan out. No, it unfortunately, certainly did not. <laughs> I am so sorry. <clears throat> I did. I did make eighty something dollars off the Eagles, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, hey, works for me. Uh, anyway, uh, since the Super Bowl was such a bust, we're going to try and talk about the Patriots and the Rams as far yeah. as next season's outlook goes. So that's what we've got in store for today. Uh, but first, we'll get to the immediate news. And here we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> drama in Pittsburgh still. Yeah. And the news is Antonio Brown had an altercation. Mm-hmm. And what was that altercation? Well, I found out a little more uh, today. And yeah. it involved him pushing a female, maybe a mother of uh, a kid of his. He pushed her with two hands and knocked her to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure what is going on with Antonio Brown, but he has just not been in the news in a good way for quite a while now. Right. Yeah, it's getting a little disgusting that we just keep seeing this happen over and over and over. And I just... I don't want to get too opinionated on stuff like this, but I don't know how you can't control yourself. I've never pushed a woman, never slapped or hit or anything no. violent. Uh, not in a, I mean, sometimes in a joking way, but they always understand well, it. Yeah. But if it's just, I mean, it's just, I don't understand how you can get so upset to where you just act out violently like this. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, uh, apparently the woman said she injured her wrist in the fall. Okay. But yeah. uh, as far as I know, no arrests have been made, so it'll be one of those things that we'll forget yep. about, and then all of a sudden it'll pop up again, and then we'll, oh, crap, Antonio Brown again. What are we yeah. doing? Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. He's going to be in the news all off season for, unfortunately, multiple reasons. I mean, I think I'm probably staying away from him anyway this year just because of the drama and whatnot, but, I mean – he could end up being traded to somebody. It could be the Jets. Who knows? Yeah, and never know. It's just, I mean, why not? We already have Robbie Anderson who went off the deep end last year. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I have another little tidbit from the Super Bowl. Okay, because uh, it involves both the conference title game and the Super Bowl. And that little tidbit is the Rams are the first team in league history to play in a conference title game and a Super Bowl and hold a lead for 0.00 minutes and seconds of both <laughs> games combined. Yeah, but they won the one game. They, they did. did not, they, they did not win the Super Bowl. They didn't even come close. To be honest, that game was close the entire time, but it just felt like the Rams had no chance. Like I just knew that the Patriots are going to win that game because the Rams couldn't do anything offensively. And it's Tom Brady on the other side. You just know that he's going to come up with something. And he did. Well, I think Sean McVay tried to out Belichick, Bill Belichick and Sean McVay should stick to what has worked all year. Right. And not all of a sudden come up with some dumb game plan that involves not calling a play until the headsets are turned right. off. And like yep. really just play your game. If you guys yep. were good enough to get there because of how you played, maybe you should try that. Yep. I completely agree with you on that. I, when I heard that, I was like, that's kind of a, dumb strategy when you haven't been doing it i mean maybe they have been doing it the whole year i don't know i haven't really been paying attention to that but it just seems kind of silly and then i also thought maybe they should have you know come up with some kind of trick play i mean a trick play worked last year it would have worked twice last year against the eagles if tom brady knew how to catch the ball That's but true. i mean it's just i just don't get it i don't you gotta you're down in a game you haven't scored hardly any points you gotta come up with something and they just didn't they didn't and That's speaking it. of that trick play, 
that means Trey Burton has more Super Bowl touchdown passes than Jared Goff. That is true, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that is a great little uh, stat there. Um, and that who knows that might stick for all of Goff's career. It could. It mm-hmm. very well could. Well, and our last piece of news, on the other end of that trick play, the person who caught that touchdown pass, Mr. Nick Foles, has bought his freedom, at least for now. The Eagles picked up the final year of his contract, and he had the option to pay $2 million to void it, and that is exactly what he did. So he's yep. technically right now a free agent. But yep. There are rumors that the Eagles will put the franchise tag on him, which I don't know why they would do that because there's not a lot of teams out there that can afford to trade and give him $25 million yeah. a year. So, yeah. Franchise, franchise tagging a backup quarterback. I mean, I understand he's not your backup. He is basically the guy that's going to come in if Car- – I mean, it, he's he's done really well for you guys. Yes. But he in the in the end, he is the backup quarterback. The franchise tag a backup quarterback, it just seemed kind of ridiculous. You're going to be paying so much money to somebody, and he might not even make it on the field. I mean, he probably will. No offense to Carson Wentz, but he has been banged up throughout his career so far, and I – I can see Foles if they re-sign him and they franchise him. I can see him being on the field again, but I don't see it worth a if, franchise tag. If they franchise tag him, it has to mean that they have already found a trade partner. There's yeah, no I mean, they, that's, they're not going to franchise yeah. tag him without something in mind because that would just be that would cripple your team. I mean, twenty five million dollars. We already have a starting quarterback that I am still <laughs> extremely confident in. Twenty five right. million dollars. We could go out and get a free agent cornerback or a safety, something, anything something. that would actually yep. help us. You know, uh, we could get Le'Veon Bell for less than twenty five million dollars a year. Right. So, well, to come be, on. To be fair. Foles has helped you out quite a bit. Well, I'm not <laughs> denying that. Come on now. You know that. It's just we can't do this and expect right. him to be on the team. So uh, for my two cents, I am hoping they just say, okay, it's been lovely. Thank you for the memories. Right. Thank you for the Super Bowl win. Right. Good luck. Just don't sign with the Giants. <laughs> Oh man, he probably I don't think he will. I don't think he hates the Eagles. I just think he's probably going to go wherever gives him the money unless he really wants to go somewhere. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, the only The Giants thing, make sense. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, yeah. the only thing I have seen is that the Jaguars are eyeing Foles and Flacco to replace uh, Bortles. So Yeah. 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 Uh, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right, I've got uh, one more little bitty stat before we give out some outlooks for next year for these two teams. And in the Patriots' last three Super Bowl wins, mm-hmm. they have outscored opponents in the fourth quarter and overtime 49-0. to zero. And yeah. that's what you got to do to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. <as> that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the fact that they don't score in the first quarter hardly ever with the three points last year they did. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to do something to win Super Bowls, and they've done it. They've only lost three, and they've been, what, to nine now? 
nuts. Yes, unfortunately, they have been to nine. Yeah. <laughs> they have won six. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, back in that first Super Bowl in 2001, the guy on the other side of that game for the Rams, Mr. Ricky Prohl, did say, you will be witnessing the start of a dynasty tonight. Little did he know he was talking about the other team he was playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is, yep. He wasn't wrong. Yep. He was no, he was not wrong. wrong. Absolutely correct. All right. Well, let's get at it. We are going to talk 2019 New England Patriots to start off. And a little later, we'll get to the Rams. But first, we're going to talk about the young and the old on this Patriots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> roster. Holy cow. Obviously, a couple of the biggest questions are, is Tom Brady coming back? Which, yeah, <laughs> it all, is. all signs point to yes. Yep. Um, so what do we think is in store for the 2019 Tom Brady version? Um. He's just going to be his basic self. I mean, he wasn't nothing spectacular as far as fantasy goes this year. It was just very mediocre. And I think that's that's fine. But when it comes to the actual NFL football, Tom Brady's going to do it. He's going to win the division. He's going to make the playoffs and go far. I don't know if they make the Super Bowl or not. I'm not going to predict any of that crap. But um, Yeah, we'll have to wait a few more weeks before yeah. we start the Super Bowl winners. <laughs> but uh, he's, just, he's just that good. I mean – I'm a Jets fan, and I hate to say it, but he is the best I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody as good as he is. And, yes, some of them are dump-offs, but he knows that these people are going to be open, and that's what makes him so good. Well, that's the thing. You know, we've all seen those videos out there of people going, making Tom Brady sound amazing because of the dump-offs, but they're actually trying to make fun of him. But if your guys are getting open and you're hitting them, is that not what the quarterback is supposed to do? Like, there's other guys that are doing those dump-offs and the running back's getting hit in the backfield and they're usually two yards. Like, I don't care if they're dump-offs. They're getting the job done. Yep, and he. it seems like every time he throws the ball, the guy's open. So he knows. He sees it. He reads it. He throws it. It's it's a good pass every time. He's he's great. I mean, there's nothing you can say. And he's going. He's I I imagine he's going to play until he's 45. It could be even longer. I'm serious. I think he oh, I wants know. to. I think he seriously wants to play until he's 50, just to I, be that I first laugh, 50 year old. But I I don't see anything stopping him. I mean. You know, a few years back, people were saying, oh, yep, here he's falling off the cliff. It's time. The Tom Brady era is coming right. to an end. And five years later, he's been to how many more Super Bowls and still winning? I, yep. it, just, it doesn't matter. I asked, I asked my, my wife, or my wife asked me, so how old is Tom Brady? I said, oh, he's in his 40s already. I don't know. I think it's 40, 41. 41. And, yeah, 41. And uh, she's like, he, he's that old? He doesn't look that old. I know. I mean, and he's he's not going to look that old for a long time because he's just he's in great shape. Yeah. When you're in great shape, you don't age as fast. That's just kind of how it is. So, Tom Brady finished uh, in this list thirteenth uh, overall in quarterbacks, and of right. course, there's so many sexier names that are going to go early next year. It's going to be Mahomes and Luck and Rogers. They're all going to go high. Yep. So here you go. Wait for your quarterback. I mean, even if you can't get a Philip Rivers or a Mitch Trubisky or somebody like that or a Carson Wentz who will probably fall 
you could probably get Tom Brady as your number one next year after some people have already taken a backup quarterback for some unknown reason. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, that happens because people don't know how to draft. But uh, it, it, even if it's an auction draft, Tom Brady, that's the, I think that's where it gets a little dicey because auction drafts, you see the name Tom Brady and you end up going a little bit higher on somebody like that. But when it's a snake draft, it's completely different. But I, even in an auction draft, I believe he's going to be lower than a lot of other people. And he oh, is yeah. a very – he's very solid. I mean, 13th isn't – I mean, 13th, if you're in a 12-team league, is a backup. But he's not a backup. He's somebody you got to start if you have him unless you got somebody stupid. Like, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe Jackson this next year. Every time he gets out, he's going to run the ball. Or Russell Wilson or somebody. Uh, somebody who's more consistent, at least his last – this last year but two years ago tom brady was what the number one number two guy so whatever i mean he he could go right back to that and he finished 1.4 points behind dak prescott and you know (laughs) how that happened because in week 17 neither of these teams had like anything to play for maybe the patriots were still trying to keep their you know buy or whatnot but Dak Prescott scored 37 and a half points in week 17 mm-hmm. with nothing on the line. Yep. And that vaulted him over Tom Brady. Otherwise, Tom Brady would have finished the season as a QB1. Yep, it's a great point. Excellent. So, don't He's sleep a QB1. on him. We, nope. we we've been we we did it. Tom and I have slept on Tom Brady a couple years back and we're not yeah. going to do it again. So, we're telling you right now, don't do it. You can wait. You can get a Tom Brady as your QB1, and you'll be fine. You'll still be fine. (laughs) Absolutely, we'll be fine. All right. The other guy that we don't know what's going on is (laughs) Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Yes. He is saying he's going to make his retirement decision in a week or two, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I I don't know. It's really – this is one of the ones that I have no – inclination of what he's going to do i think he very well could retire and i think he very well could say i'll i'll come back for one other season or two or whatever but i honestly don't think he wants to play on any other team than the patriots so i think if he's not a patriot he might retire so if they say no we don't really need you anymore then that'll be it yeah i was talking with a guy from work uh and i haven't had a chance to dig on it but he said that Rob Gronkowski has not touched a single penny of his game checks and his money that the Patriots have given him. And he's been living off of his endorsements, which is very true. It could be true. And it would probably be at the behest of some financial advisor that Rob Gronkowski has. Of course. Because (laughs) I... Do not think Rob Gronkowski is a very <laughs> quick-witted person. <laughs> Did you see him talk about how he got his third ring or what him and I his friends? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was the most Rob Gronkowski Gronk smash interview <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. He said something about, oh, you know, when we won our the second Super Bowl, I only played for half the season. So my friends, they said that only counted as a half. And at one and a half, that just rounds down to one. 
But after I win the next one, it'll be at two and a half, and that rounds up to three. So I got three rings now. Yeah. Like, what uh, is going first of on all, here? First of all, it makes no sense. It, well, Second yeah. of all, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, but Rob Gronkowski, if he comes back, yeah. he's not going to be drafted where the old Rob Gronkowski used to be drafted at. He will not well, be I, a late second, early third, or even a fourth rounder. I don't think anybody is going to take that chance on him unless all of a sudden there are just massive reviews like he's never looked younger in his career he's so <laughs> fresh he's got a chip on his shoulder for some reason but i mean I don't know right i'm not going to uh be drafting him that early um the only thing is that if you get somebody who is just a newbie or whatever maybe it's tom the newbie mm-hmm. um but maybe he'll go gronk and not realize that that's a poor decision but yeah other than that i think everybody who knows better is probably not going to they're not going to touch him until at least <sighs> sixth round. I can't imagine any earlier than that. Man, it would be so hard, and you would have to have, like, I'm going to get this guy, too, like, three rounds later, like, eighth or ninth right. round. Right, like, right, right. I am going to have to take David and Joku if he's still there. Or, yeah, you got to have a backup plan. Uh, or you got to have something. You know, somebody like... A real flyer, you know, like Ian Thomas, like hoping yeah. Greg Olson gets hurt, or Jordan Thomas, or Jordan Akins, the guys from Houston. Hopefully, one of them pans out because you can't just go into next year saying, "Yep, got Gronkowski, I'm all good." <laughs> no, can't you can't do it. You can't do it. All right. Well, let's move on to something that seems to be settling into shape. And that is something that has not seen a shape in years. And that is the New England Patriot backfield. Yes. Sony Michelle is a player. Yeah, he's he looks really good. Um he what he had hundred and eighty one point six points this year in fantasy football, at least in the flag league. And I did do a little bit of points per touch on him. So it actually has I mean it's a little skewed because he was up and down a little bit there, but his points per touch was actually 0.84. So it's not quite to that one mark. And it concerns me a little bit that, man, he's good. There's no doubt. And he's going to be a starter and he's going to be on the field. But it concerns me a little bit that he's not producing as much as you'd like him to be when he's out on the field. All right. You need to hold that thought because... In the playoffs, Sony Michelle in the first round had 24 carries for 129 yards and three touchdowns. In the championship right. round, he had 29 for 113 and two touchdowns. And in the Super Bowl, he had 18 for 94 and a touchdown. Yes, Six I understand. touchdowns and 336 yards against the best of the best in the AFC. So we've got another Derrick Henry situation on our hands. Is he going yeah. to continue this into next year? Well, playoffs are a little different than the regular season, but it does tell you something. It tells you that they were looking in a different direction, and it worked. Um, it, it can lead into the next play we're going to talk about, but uh, I really think that he'll be more of a part of the offense this next year. But he's got to work on one thing, and that is – and I don't know if they trust him enough, but he's got to catch the ball more. He, in the regular season, he only had seven receptions. And so, you know what? We talked about that in our draft episode how many months ago. 
Yeah. We're looking, oh, Sony Michelle, this he, the Patriots took him and he's a complete back and we're looking and it's like his stats don't really say that he's a pass catching back, but I exactly. hearing the who are they comparing you to, like Alvin Kamara and guys like that, and I was like, I just mm-hmm. don't see quite you know, that kind of a player. So And I think that just kinda leads into the next player that I, I'd like to yes. talk about, and that's James White. I mean, he he is I mean, the, the beginning of the season, the, basically the whole regular season, he was amazing. Playoffs came and he wasn't, you know, the same. They had a different game plan. I don't know if it's a different game plan or what it is with Michelle and White, but James White was amazing. And his his points per touch was 1.6, which is oh out of my. all the people, <laughs> out of all the people I've done so far, and I haven't done everybody. I do plan to do this. I want to kind of make a little list of that yep, we can do but that. he that is by far and away the highest that i've done so far 1.6 is very very good and i i don't expect him to be as much uh part of the offense this next year because i do believe he's going to split the carries and split the touches with michelle but michelle has to get more receptions and i think that's where white is going to be another big factor for the patriots offense yeah i i think for Sony Michelle's purposes, obviously to be a really relevant fantasy back, he's going to have to be involved more in the offense. Now he was hurt off and on throughout the first part of the year and he didn't produce a lot in the later part of the year either. He had a couple of really good games, but you know, Mm -hmm. James White was so consistent. And as long as Tom Brady is doing the whole dump off thing, which Mm -hmm. again, it still produces points. He's still <laughs> doing the dump off thing. Mm-hmm. James White is going to be the guy, and he will be a must own in any PPR because he he's not a guy that's going to go in the top five rounds of the draft. And guess what? The list I'm looking at, he was number seven overall on the year. Yeah. Well, if you can get a guy like that in like the fifth or sixth round. Uh yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely because you know Sony Michelle is going to take some of that spotlight away and people aren't going to think about James White. But James White is absolutely worth it cuz he will drop and I I mean unless something changes where they just say, you know, White we don't really see as our future and they just completely go with Michelle and just go gangbusters like then maybe but I I think it's going to be a split time backfield with them too. Which leads us into the guy that I don't think is going to have any role, and that's Rex Burkhead. Yep, I I don't know that he'll even be back there. I yeah. think. Well, and we had a friend of our show, Reggie. He was all on the Jeremy Hill bandwagon in, in the first part of the preseason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he what played like a half and then got hurt and was like, oh, so. <laughs> maybe they're going to bring Jeremy Hill back along and see yeah. what happens there. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. I just, Rex Burke had just, meh, <laughs> what's the point? There's nothing. That's one of them late, late, late flyers that you can take and just hope that you get something out of them. Or if White or Michelle go down in the preseason or something. Yeah, of course. Maybe. Yep. But even then, I think if White or Michelle were to go down in the preseason, I think we'd see even more running backs touching the ball in New England because they would just go with, well, this guy That's knows true. these plays better and this guy's better yep. in the hurry up, so he's on the field now and it'll all be, you know, I don't they come to the table with the specialty and that's what they're here to do. And they're not going to do it all because they never have an all encompassing running back, you know, <laughs> since what Curtis Martin. 
Yeah, they haven't. Um, that's pretty much really all I have to say. I mean, the Patriots' backfield has always been a bunch of people, and I think they're actually solidifying it now with a two-headed monster. Yep. And that's what a lot of teams are doing. I think that they finally found it. And I think once they find it, that's what they were doing. They are trying to find it. They just yeah. could never find it. And I think so, they got it now. Instead of a two-headed tight end attack, now we're going to have a two-headed running back attack from him. Right. Yep. Because who are they going to have at wide receiver besides Julian Edelman next year? Well, I don't know. Uh, Josh Gordon got a Super Bowl ring. He I did. That. And he also <laughs> got an indefinite suspension as well. Him and Martavis Bryant were, you know, you're uh, suspended indefinitely. Let me see if I can find oh. it really quick here. Uh, no, I'm not seeing it on my screen. That's okay. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're not suspended, like, for the whole year. I read yeah. something that they could still find a way back onto the field somehow. So... At this point, do you even take a risk on Josh Gordon? I mean, I mean, when he's on the field, yeah, he's fine and he's good, and sometimes he's great. But it's just every single year, every single year with him. Yep, every year. I mean, I've got him still in one league where I picked him up in free agency at the end of the 2017 season. Somebody mm-hmm. had dropped him in a league, and I was like, I got an extra spot. Why not? And then I got a few good games out of him last year, but that was it. And now he's just taking up a spot, but I don't want to release him, but I'm certainly not going to pick him up anywhere. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, you don't have to release him by any means, but I'm not doing, I'm not touching him. Not unless something ridiculously different changes. And as far as that goes, Edelman, I have him. I actually got him from you in that one trade we did in the flag league, and I'm not letting go of him. I think he's going to be outstanding. I mean, the fact that he was the Super Bowl MVP means nothing to me, but he was the only guy on the field that was actually doing any producing. Like, yeah, Michelle got the touchdown, and Michelle did decent in that game, but, I mean, Edelman is the guy right now. And if Gronk doesn't come back, he is not just the guy. He is the the, the, the guy, guy. Yeah. like the only guy like so let's i mean if you want edelman i I'd, I'd say pay up for him but not go crazy because man i i don't know i really think he's going to be really good this next year now here here's my problem with julian edelman yeah go obviously ahead. he's had some really good games and there mm-hmm. have been multiple times where he's had you know eight nine ten catches and yes he gets his catches he doesn't right. get a ton of yards He's been in the league since 2009. He has 499 catches. That's an average of about 50 a year. Granted, a couple of those years, he wasn't like the guy yet. But he's also only scored 30 touchdowns. Yeah. That's not great. And it's not like the Patriots force the ball to anybody when they get down to the end zone. If they get it close enough, it could be a running back. It could be a fullback. It could be Brady sneaking. It could be a tight end. It could be anything down there. So I think he's a little limited, and he might even be more so if they don't get any help anywhere. I mean, that's very possible, but if I'm just looking at his stats. Not one single time this year, besides the times that he was suspended for the four games, was he under 10 points. Now, that That is absolutely ridiculously consistent. And... He's been over 20 points. Let's see, one, two, 
three, four, five times, almost six. So to me, that's it's hard. It's hard for me to go against somebody who's been that consistent, and unless they get somebody else to take away some of his catches, I, I don't see how that's going to stop. And I love consistency. Well, let's uh, see what we got here. If you sort by average, yeah, Julian Edelman was the twelfth overall running back, so a low end wide receiver one in a twelve team league. Probably, yep. I would consider him a high end wide receiver two, because there are right. some guys that got injured, you know, too, and you know, yeah. Now, now I want you to look at that, and I, I'm not looking at it, so I don't okay. know. But tell me, are the people above him? Do they have any games? Does any of them have any games under uh, ten points, or do they all? Or do none of them? Okay, well, the one I'm looking at, Julian Edelman, has one nine-point game. So, mm, Okay, we're looking at different ones. If then. you're looking at flag league, that's because we get points for first downs and that kind of thing. So it might He does, he does you know what, he does also do uh, punt returns yes. and stuff like that. So, there so we go. that but, does skew it a little bit. Yeah, but, but nine is the lowest, and every other one over that was 12.7 or above. So yeah. for reference, that's the one I'm looking at. Uh, the guy above him, Stefan Diggs, has a 9, a 7.2, and a 5.7. That's what I'm saying, man. Consistency. Mike Evans, uh, I've added him, has an 8.1, a 2.6, and a 9.8. Yeah. So, yes, consistency, 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 except for Devontae Adams. Sorry, got to throw no, that one in there. there. You there's... throw in Christian McCaffrey all the time. <laughs> I'm throwing in Devontae Adams from now on. Uh, now, if we don't get, if we don't do a draft together like in a, in an amateur podcast league or whatever, and we don't get both of them guys no. somehow, we're going to be slapping ourselves. I don't both know. Gonna we're going to be first round picks this year in 12 we, league. We are just that good. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to have to get like the nine pick and hope. Well, Chris McCaffrey's no not going to fall. There's no way. There's no he's way. He's not going to fall past five this year. No. No. Nope. Devontae Adams, he's going to go before like. 16 we'll just have to hope that the whatever league that we're doing together it's an auction uh, league. <laughs> the, is yeah auction or you can trade your draft picks yeah. that's the only way that would there happen we go. we'll have to figure that one out <laughs> uh, all right so yeah there's there's the julian edelman discussion and yeah if they don't pick up a wide receiver i don't know what's going to happen they'll still be good and they'll still get a bunch of check downs and dump offs and all that good stuff it's the patriots mm-hmm. if they change i will be shocked <laughs> right exactly all right let's talk about the rams because <laughs> wow they looked so bad yeah and their star running back yeah looks like he was not supposed to be on the field yeah i i don't know what to think I, if he was hurt i mean he better get healed up <laughs> because it, it, he might not go in the top five this next year because he, and he deserves it but based on the fact that he had a great year and it's just the, the last the last part of this postseason just was not good for him the rams my honest opinion shouldn't have been in the super bowl right but i mean when you're in the super bowl and your star running back is doing almost nothing that is a really big sign to me that something's wrong so I better. I hope that it heals up and he's fine because listen, if you end up getting him with the tenth pick overall, I think that would be a steal, depending on on how he's going to be. I don't really know, but I have a 
I have a feeling he's going to be fine. And this is somebody you can look at at stealing with a later pick. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've already put my two cents in on Todd Gurley of course. when it comes to fantasy, yeah. and he has got the most value right now, and he'll probably still be valuable. Yes. But I don't want him in a dynasty anymore, and I've got uh, a thing that I want to read. I Again, I don't know how much of this is true, but I was reading uh, and somebody had said they i don't know if it was an interview or or it was a doctor that was weighing in on what he had seen from Gurley, and he said he had an arthritic knee and it was mm. just going to keep getting worse and i'm like oh that, mm. that doesn't sound good so, i mean you of all people know what arthritis feels like and it's yeah, not it's, it's not something you want to be playing football with uh, no it is so not a good thing to have because it can hit you at any time and it can be <laughs> really really painful um let me read you here's the quote i saw this is not a direct quote it's just on a forum that i was reading okay uh, and this guy says, Dr. Steve O'Brien from Hospital of Special, Special Surgery yesterday flat out saying Gurley has an arthritic knee. He has deep concerns over whether Gurley will be able to play long term in the league based on the condition and that each season we likely will see him peter out the deeper the season gets. And each year the effects will start showing earlier and earlier in the season. Yeah, Dynasty then, if that's true, which I'm not doubting that it is, but I'm not saying that it is that it isn't either right but if that it is true then boy dynasty seems like it's it's time to trade him right now because you're going to get something out of him no doubt and as far as not dynasty if you just draft him uh this is a case of draft him watch him be really good for six weeks and say who wants todd Gurley?" right and then See you later, because the rest of the season he might peter off. So that's a, that's very interesting. Uh, I want to dig a little more into that to make sure that that is accurate. Yep, yep. We'll before, definitely before do we that panic about and that. report back because uh, he's definitely going to be a, a hot button issue up until right. we start drafting again next yep. year. Which I believe I just saw something uh, that you could do some mock super flex in like my fantasy league i was like holy crap are they already here i haven't looked yet but i read something uh i was like okay i might have to look into that but i you you know know, when you see the the way too early rankings for fantasy football (laughs) this is like the way 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 Way. too early (laughs) drafting come on now all right, so the guy that filled in for Todd Gurley is a free agent, yep. and we talked yep. about him a little bit, C.J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Do they try? If I'm the Rams, I try and get him back, but will he have to cost too much money? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's demanding. Like, if it wasn't for his performance in the playoffs, I can't imagine that he demands. Like, he he would demand almost nothing because that's kind of what it is. He didn't he didn't perform well. He didn't really perform at all uh, behind Christian McCaffrey. So it's like, well, maybe he's just not. <laughs> it, it, he is just a conundrum. Uh, to me, Todd Gurley is going to be good enough for the first well more than half the season, and I don't imagine you need 
And, but you do kind of. I, I I wouldn't want Anderson. I would want somebody else that can feel a little more trustworthy. And but Anderson for a short period of time is a really good guy to have. Now it doesn't matter who you want if you take Todd Gurley with one of your first picks and it's in the top five. You better take whoever his backup yeah. is next year. I don't I agree. care who it is. If it's C.J. Anderson, do it. If it's Malcolm yeah. Brown, do it. If they draft somebody, just. Take him, get him somewhere, yep. take him in the ninth round just so you have it out of the way yep. because you don't want to lose 30 points a game out of a running back and not right. have the backup because they'll still be okay. They're not going to be Todd Gurley good, but it'll be better than not having anything at all if and when he goes down because, man, if it is an arthritic knee, I yep. am scared for him. Absolutely, and there's that's... Uh, we have to, like I said, we have to dig more on that. But as far as Anderson goes, if he's not on the Rams, I can't imagine he's a starter anywhere. But if he is, it's not going to be for too long because he will peter out faster than Todd Gurley will peter out. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely got to be a backup somewhere. It's just whether somebody's going to pay him a decent amount to be yeah. a backup or part of yep. a two-headed monster or something of that nature. So if... They don't bring him back. Maybe that gives me a little more confidence in Todd Gurley because it seemed like they liked what they had in C.J. Anderson and they were confident rolling him out when Gurley wasn't on the field. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I don't know what to think really about Gurley at this moment. We have to wait. So yes, yes we do. Well, let's let's talk about the captain, okay. Mr. Jared Goff, who. Except for one week in the first 11 weeks was amazing. He started yeah. off a little slow, got hot, had a really, really good game against the Vikings. Obviously, that mm-hmm. was you know, one of those shootouts. And then he got a few decent games again. And then the end of the season was not good. And obviously, yeah. the Super Bowl made him look like he shouldn't even be on a high school team. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the Rams. Maybe the Rams just peter out. Maybe they just started so amazing, and they did. There's no doubt about it. And they just ended up just uh, ending at ending on a whatever. I mean, they made the Super Bowl, but the I mean, the Saints kind of petered out too. So I I feel like maybe all these teams, and this is what makes the Patriots so much better, because they don't peter out. If if they lose five games in a season, so be it. They're still very very healthy, and they don't. They've I've never seen them peter out. So I mean, the Saints pe- petered out, the Rams petered out. Um, I don't know if I'm not going to say the Bears petered out because they <laughs> they were halfway decent all the whole season. But it just seems like these teams are kind of just getting worse and worse as the season goes on because they're just trying so hard to win every single game, which you have to. You do, but right. sometimes when you're up 24 points, maybe you don't have to. <laughs> and besides, and besides Tom Brady, you know the last team to win the Super Bowl, the Eagles, they had a fresh quarterback for the last yeah. how many games of the season, and they did again yep. this year. And guess what? They went on a run and got into the playoffs again. So yep. there has to be something to this. I mean, we, we, yeah. we've kind of come up with something here, and we'll have to take a look at it again in 2019 and see where these teams are at if they're 
flying high too early in the season? Are they going to crash, or are they going to be able to keep pace? Now, Maybe. my theory in the Super Bowl is the Patriots flew out Jeff Fisher and put him in the crowd somewhere, and Jared Goff saw him and was like, oh, uh, I forgot how to play. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jeff Fisher. Oh, we could talk about him till our eyes turn completely black. Like, that guy was <laughs> one of the worst coaches. I mean, he every single year it seems like he was 8-8. Eight and eight. Jeff like he, Fisher it, is the Thanos of the National Football <laughs> League. Everything is perfectly balanced. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, all right. Well, Jared Goff, let's see where he ranked at the end of the season. Okay. And he ranked number six overall. Yeah. Again, that sounds great. But if you had him as your quarterback in the fantasy playoffs in no. – De- it's not good. Depending on where you were, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16. Well, those four weeks could be playoffs for anybody. And mm-hmm. he had 10.1, yep. negative 0.3, mm-hmm. 11.7, and 19.2. So in the fantasy playoffs, he couldn't even get you a 20-point game. And if you made the Super Bowl uh, in the 16th week, he actually did decently. But the chances of you making the Super Bowl when – you had week 14 that's probably your first maybe your second game of the playoffs uh you got negative points and that's not you're not going to win with a quarterback that gets you negative points so that's what i'm saying maybe you just pick somebody who's consistent through the entire year and not just i mean there's no doubt he made it he made you go to the playoffs with him he did really well i mean he was very consistent up until week 13 yeah, and that was right after the bye too. So that that really concerning. Like that, that's really interesting. Yeah, they that had you a have very a bye. and yeah, they came out of it just so lackluster. That's interesting. We gotta we gotta check up on some of this petering off stuff because it, this is starting to to raise my eyebrows a little bit. Yes, it is. Here we are. Everybody out there listening is now seeing what it's like to be inside the minds <laughs> of fantasy fuel. Uh, all right, let's talk about some wide receivers for the Rams. Those guys, all of them, when they were all, any of them were on the field, were good, except for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks here and there. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the averages I'm looking at. Cooper Cup averaged 16.89. Yep. Robert Woods, 16.6. And Brandon Cooks, 15.2. So any one of those guys, you were fine with. So that's good. Now, obviously, after Cooper Cup went down... You were very sad because Cooper Cup was amazing in the yep. first five weeks of the season. You were like, yep. I got this guy in the eighth round, and he is in my lineup every single time. And we talked about him a few weeks ago. I like him, but I'm scared. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, that's that's exact reason or the exact synopsis that you need to have on him because he is uh, very – scary person when he's on the field in, a, in multiple ways I'm like is he going to get hurt or is he going to completely tear up the defense because he's got that he's got that electric electric uh, ability um with him i i'm probably holding off and i'm probably going with cooks or woods um if i'm going to get a wide receiver from that team um cup is just a little too scary. it's like a flyer type of person that can be huge for you and i just i don't 
like taking chances on, yes. on players. We do know that. We know Tom <laughs> does not like anything when it comes to chances. So there's one other guy we didn't talk about who had four pretty good games. And for a couple of those, I did have him in some daily lineups, and that's Josh Reynolds. He mm-hmm. had some decent matchups. Obviously, they all came when Cooper Cup was hurt. So when you're reading the matchups and you find, okay, this Josh Reynolds is obviously going to be the third guy, so it's going to be the worst cornerback most of the time covering him. So when you find a team right. that has a really bad third cornerback, he actually did really well. But yep. he's not a guy you can have in your lineup. I would take him as a flyer, but yeah, it would to have late, to be though. a fairly deep league. Yeah, yeah, have to be really late. I mean, yeah, you you think about it. He did good against the Packers. Not the greatest cornerbacks. Uh, Chiefs, that their defense is just abysmal to begin with. Uh, the Eagles, no no offense, but your cornerbacks weren't all that great mm, this year. <laughs> and the 49ers, yeah. So I mean, it makes it makes sense. He had four really good games. And that was it. I mean, everything else is kind of very either mediocre or really bad. Yeah, I believe <laughs> I played him against uh, the Packers and the Eagles in daily, if I remember yep. correctly. So yep. I was like, yep, yep, they're not going to be able to stop him. So why not? <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go. Rams wide receivers, they're good. So yep. just don't spend too high of a pick on them. Especially if you're counting on something later in the year because – <laughs> Man, the Peter, the Petery off effect. We gotta f- create some kind of stat. I gotta. I don't know. This is getting me excited. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, we haven't talked about one position, and that is a position that is not a part of the Rams' offense very much. And they have a couple of guys who seem to be all right, but yeah. they're not fantasy relevant yet. Especially, and that's sad because yeah. when tight end is just such a terrible position for fantasy these guys have such a good opportunity in that offense and they just don't use them and i'm talking about gerald everett and tyler higby yeah i don't know Um, if there'll be anything next year or not yeah that's i can't see (sighs) they'd have to to me they'd have to get somebody else for me to consider the tight end position i mean if you just look at higby's stats he had two games where he was above 10 points two and that's week 10 and week 11. You're not starting him unless you get absolute garbage. You're never going to start him. Hey, that's superstar <laughs> points for tight ends in fantasy football. <laughs> yes, but uh, that's it. That's the only two weeks. And that, that is a, a bye week issue right there. So maybe you did start him because you had nobody else. But my goodness, everything else is like below five points. Yeah, that is not good. Multiple zeros and Gerald Everett was basically the same way. Exactly. He only had one game above 10. It was almost 20. Uh, And he had a 9.6 and a 9.4. So there was a couple of games. But again, you weren't playing him in championship weeks. No, (laughs) no, you weren't. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Rams, Patriots. uh, Do you think either one of these teams has a shot to get back to the Super Bowl next year? I think they both do. Um, I think the Patriots have a better shot just because the Patriots get there every single year. I mean, it just it gets boring, but they're great. Greatness sometimes is boring, yeah. unfortunately. 
I mean, look at LeBron James. Every single year for a long time there, he's just he's just that good. I was thinking so, more along the lines of the San Antonio Spurs, and they could be great and boring, right? And I don't right. hate them, but great and boring with the Patriots, and I just I don't. <sighs> <laughs> Yep. Hey, <clears throat> while we're talking basketball, okay. I just want to say the Bucks are really, really good, and I have not been paying attention. And I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan. The problem <laughs> is the reason I'm not paying attention is because I kind of got bored with the games and uh, the just the uh, what's the other team? Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors. <laughs> it just got it got boring to me, and I just kind of stopped watching. Now. When the playoffs hit, I'll watch, and I'll, I'll be excited. I do know most of the players on the Bucks. It's just the regular season just seems like, eh, when eight people get in. Anyway, we don't have to talk about basketball. We're talking about fantasy football. i got to put one thing in there that. since we're on basketball. Okay. Because I haven't been paying much attention either. But yeah. I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and it's been such a weird team the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. But we're doing really well again. I'm not watching them. Like every time I start to watch them, they suck. So I think we the should key. just not watch. And then maybe in the finals, it'll be Bucks and Thunder. And then we can watch. And one of us won't be disappointed. <laughs> there you go. And I, and I do hope that Giannis gets the MVP. I don't oh, know if he, he will. Better. But he is just, he is being a beast. And I love it. I love it. Yep, it's nice here in Wisconsin to mm-hmm. see some decent basketball because it's it's been a while. It has. Anyway, we're we're <laughs> like you said, we're we're not a basketball no <laughs> podcast. We're not a fancy bat. I don't. I've never played fantasy basketball. I'm going to say no. I tried to do it free once, and I just it was too much. I didn't like having to change the lineup multiple times a week. It yeah. I don't. You know. I don't. Uh, play fantasy baseball. The only fantasy baseball I actually play is like the every day you go on FanDuel or DraftKings, right. whatever it is. You do a, you do one every day, change it up every single time. But I can't imagine like owning it. Just that seems really confusing to me. And I'm sure it's not. If I were to get into it, I'd probably have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough about fantasy basketball. hockey. <laughs> fantasy no, soccer. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll we'll end on <laughs> basketball this time and hockey and whatever else, you know, soccer. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Rams, Patriots, hopefully we gave you some insight. And uh, we'll definitely be talking closer as the season starts about where these guys should be or shouldn't be going in the drafts. So, that said, we are on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. We also are in the Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidem. And again, all this is in the show notes. So if you want to have uh, conversations with us, we're all over the place. Uh, we also have our phone number, 608 492 3443. Is there anything else you would like to add, Tom? Um, I don't know if we're going to have it in this show or not, but. There is a, a new guy that's going to be, uh, I'm not going to say partner, I don't know what the exact word is, kind of a sponsor for us, but he he's his name is Tommy Shanklin, and he does voices. So I'm not sure if we're going to have it yet for this show because we got to edit it still, but if if we do, you'll, you'll hear a difference in the beginning of the show because before 
it was me. And I just was like, I don't I am not good at it. But this guy's a lot better. He's got the voice for it. And it's it's just better. So I just want to throw that out there. Let everybody know that. Yes. Upgrades are incoming. Yeah. Uh, also, check out my other show that I do co-hosting for called The Average Joe Show at sateproductions.com slash Average Joe Show for all your wild and wacky movies. <laughs> Uh, I believe this show will be out shortly before the other one, so if you're listening to this one early in the day on Friday, you can watch us live on Friday nights. Uh, If you are on Facebook or Twitter, I do put that out there. So if you want to see what our ugly mugs look like and (laughs) listen to some weird stories, uh, yeah, you'll find that, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. So... I guess that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this off-season.